You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, a typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. Happy Purim, everybody. It is March the 8th, Thursday, March the 8th, uh, 2 o'clock-ish Eastern, 11 o'clock-ish a.m. Pacific time. And uh, Dave, happy Purim. <laughs> doesn't mean much to me. I guess it doesn't mean much to you, but no. uh, a bunch Actually, of folks are isn't it, just announced, wasted. isn't it called Purim? No, probably. <laughs> <laughs> this is Webcology, dude. Blyweiss. Smith Smites. Blyweiss. Yeah, Blywiths, you know. Uh, happy Purim. And um, to uh, all of our um, uh, all of our Jewish radio listeners, Lakayim. Um <laughs> I found out this morning when I, when I did my morning meeting with uh, my business partner that today is the day of drinking. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to the other days. It's like, dude, you could just work from home like me. <laughs> okay, so it's gonna it's uh one of those we're just making it up as we go along today's shows. It's also International Women's Day. You see the uh the logo over at Google? I did. I did, and uh, you know, kudos to them for coming up with another uh another neat logo. Yeah. Um 
I don't have anywhere to really go on International Women's Day because I don't know a lot that's happening in the in the industry this year. This, you know what? This is one of those weird years where everything just seems to be sneaking up on us and then suddenly it's upon us. <laughs> Did you know it's March? Really? I know, eh? I, I, it's, it's driving me crazy. I'm, I, when I write checks or when I, when I put something down on paper, I continuously write February and I just can't wrap my head around it being March. Well, Boy. I thought we, it was a leap year. I thought we got a bonus month. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, again, we're going to air without really knowing what we're talking about today. But I got a few things uh, that I was I found trolling around the SEO news today. Um, today's search engine journal is a lot of fun. Like seriously, SEJ today. Um, I don't know. The stars came together or something, and they just produced a really fun newspaper. And. Uh, couple of the feature stories there today that just really caught my attention. The first one was SEO horror stories. We've had them. You've had them, Dave. Come on. You've been running, an agency. You've been running your own agency for, what, five, six years now? Yeah. You yeah. definitely have your horror stories. Uh, I got them. <laughs> it would have ranked if it wasn't for those meddling kids. Um <laughs> So what do you say? You want to confess? You want to? You want to? You want to outline what a uh, horror story? I can go first. Um, well, I had uh, this isn't uh, by our cause, but just yesterday, uh, one of our client sites was uh, hacked by anonymous. Well, their, oh, their host sh- was, but <laughs> um, how do you know it was anonymous? Yeah. Uh, there was they made no secret either anonymous or a copycat, but it's a sort of well. You know, it, it's not the first time that this type of message has gone up on a site, and it clearly indicated, you know, if you if you trust the source, uh, being you know their homepage <laughs> uh, for, for that time. Um, yeah, it was a big, you know, big anonymous thing, and I won't get into the the details as to what the message is because I personally find it unsavory. So, so um, you got hit, huh? It, it was yeah, it was a client, and it, it, it was just such a such a not a funny one, but uh, um, you know the the client. I, you know, I won't list them specifically, but they're in the um, yoga sector. So, which ironically, because I was doing yoga yesterday, so I'll be limping around the office for the rest of the day. But um, yeah, it just like sort of had nothing to do with it. But they uh, they had just uh, appears hit up uh, hit up the host, and you know away you go. Um, and you know what? No, Just say yes or no to me right now to the question I asked in uh, Skype. Really? I, I will say in, in regards to that person, no, that's not them. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that would have been a cool account. Um, that that would have been cool, and that probably I would have gathered if it had been that uh, that client. Probably would have been something that you'd have heard about by now if they had been. Uh, <laughs> been so, what the was the method? Hacked. Like, without without saying who it was, what was the method? How did they, how did they hack it? Um, you know what? I don't know the. Of course, we go into as you know, you go more into reaction mode than G. Let's find out. You know, let's let's dig in here and, and find out all the things. No word um, from the provider or anything on uh, you know what what might have caused it. But um, you know, first reaction is okay. Temp patch solution. 
um, you know, change your passwords just in case it was on, uh, you know, on the client's end or, or something like that and um, change those, fix the problem. You know, fortunately, we create backups, as I'm sure you do, too, and, you know, many of our listeners. And if not, hey, here's another reason why. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, got a panic call from the client. Um, you know, dumped up, uh, dumped up our copies, and uh, one of my guys here sort of tracked down what, uh, what files had been uh, manipulated in there, fixed those, um, and then it becomes okay. Well, you know, either way, whatever has caused this problem, we need to move hosts. <laughs> so okay, now uh, get it over there, and you know, uh, we can we can dig into the why later. Um, but you know, for you know, out of the client's interest, it, it didn't become a, let's spend a few hours digging into this server and see what went wrong. It became, you know, okay, let's, let's move it. And, and once we've, you know, let's fix the problem, make sure that it's permanently fixed. And then, you know, then we can kill some time trying to figure out if, you know, academically we're interested in it. What, what was the root of this problem? Um, so our recommendation was you know, to switch to hosting providers we know and trust. <laughs> to uh, to keep up with their stuff. That's funny. I've just spent a week, a week helping a client deal with a set of, with a set of Russian hackers who uh, were redirecting traffic from their website to a uh, URL in Russia, which was in turn redirecting to a fake Canadian pharmacy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, on, on behalf of like thirty six million of us, sorry, it's a couple of spammers. Um, they live over in Ajax. We, we, did, we, we never talked to them. Um, just a quick message. We're, we're, we apologize for Stephen Harper and we apologize for those couple spammers over in Ajax. <laughs> um, and so a, a, as it turned out, years ago, this, this company I worked for had been running two different blogs and it was my advice to them to consolidate their blogs in, in, into one blog. You know, so stop wasting the effort. Stop duplicating content, and uh, they never got rid of the second one. Ah, and it sat there. It was a WordPress blog, and it sat there unupdated, and unupdated, and unupdated, and unupdated. And I guess there was this big gaping hole that some Russian dude just marched right on through. Well, that'll happen when you don't update it. That's why when you log in, it tells you to. <laughs> and Sean. Dead on, Sean Bannister. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, SQL injection. That's, exa- that, that's exactly what, what, what turned out to be our problem. Um, anyway, that just got solved yesterday, but that's not my SEO horror story. You actually were part of my SEO horror story, I think. Oh, yes. Hey, I remember, remember that the, guy. Uh, black, white hat. Uh, is that where you're going with this? <laughs> oh no, no, not at all. No, no, that was a that that, that that's a great story of like uh, Merck and Redemption, but we're not going there. Um, no, this was that idiot from California, who, um, you know, while I was you know going through a divorce and you know having my own personal life breakdown, became the client from hell at a company you and I used to work for together. Yeah, and kept changing the goalposts. Kept changing the goalposts. Got you know, had me chasing my own tail, trying to work on a website of his that was constantly changing. And then one day, um, you know, pulled a hundred and twenty thousand dollar lawsuit that eventually got settled for about a third that amount. Yeah, 
I do remember that. Thus causing the company that we worked for to come out with its patented 20-some-odd-page contract. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think that was the first time they fired me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, you you hit an interesting one in in what you kind of touched on there, and I I do remember the event, and I think uh, you, I, the vast majority of our listeners, any of my staff who may be listening go, I know who you're talking about, but, you know, of course, you can be talking about a number of people. I think the biggest nightmare in in SEO is the sort of legendary, you know, constant – you know, questions, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? Now, I understand we create ones and zeros. I understand that you can't see a lot of what we're doing. So, yeah, transparency, reporting, no problem. Um, but that, you know, and what have you done for me lately? And then when you have to come back to them and go, and, and if my clients are listening, you know who you are right now. Um, <laughs> come back to them and go, oh, and we need you to do this, or we need you to proof this, or we need this, uh, you know, information from you, and then crickets chirping in the background for weeks at a time. <laughs> It's like, but but you have the time to ask us constantly what we're doing. But then when we need some information from you, um, you know, all of a sudden, you know, sorry for asking you to do something, but hey, you know, we we need this. Um, <laughs> you know, you end up in sort of a that spot where you end up being paralyzed, and then invariably a couple weeks after that, you get up. Well, what are you guys doing? <clears throat> waiting. <laughs> we're, we're waiting for an answer to this question. <laughs> Um, so, you know, and I'm sure we all, we all hit those, right? I mean, it does, it's not total paralysis. You can be always be doing something else, but, um, yeah, that idea of, you know, to launch into contests or to, you know, do this link bait or this great infographic or, or this, that, or the other thing, you know, we need this information or feedback. Um, and then you end up sort of, you know, having problems with the clients, uh, the clients reacting to you or ones who won't give you FTP, but then. You know, never quite get around to publishing the content you're sending over to them. It's like, oh, goodness. Um, so, yes, thus you hit things like uh, 20-page contracts. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, of course, uh, of course, none of none of the horror stories are, uh, are, are, you know, our fault, of course, right? I mean, that's that's just the way of it. Well, um, no, you know what? The horror story that that I alluded to was entirely my fault. It was the client from hell that got out of control, and you know, it was my job to prevent him from getting out of control because I was, you know, lead SEO and managing that account. And uh, I think this guy knew what he was doing, but nevertheless, and this is, you know, it's an object lesson that I'm sure gets learned. Um, all the time in this industry by by poor, hapless practitioners. <sighs> Make sure that the expectations are spelled out and understood by both on both sides of the telephone or both sides of the email messages because um, it will come back to bite you later if it isn't, you know, if things aren't settled on paper with a contract. Oh, most certainly, most certainly, and 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 here I'll confess just so that everybody knows. Hey, everybody makes mistakes, and Dave isn't this cocky guy who actually goes, none of the mistakes are are ours. Um, it recently occurred here just to get into sort of horror stories that ended well because I have a you know very good but good client in this person um, where I was working on a project, you know specifically me, um, and it just this coincidence where where somewhere my brain just crossed wires, um, and a client was coming on just as a client was leaving and in my brain they were the same one <laughs> and 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 this 
of course wasn't the case, but there was a similarity in what they were doing. And for about three months, I basically was doing free work for the client who had just left and oh. no work for the client who had just started. Um, and so, you know, the client, you know, called up on sort of month four going, you know, what have you done? Absolutely nothing. (laughs) Absolutely nothing. Um, you know, just, just having mixed up the domains. However, this guy got a lot of free work. Um, and uh, you know, fortunately it it was all sorted out. The client, you know, understood and, you know, is, is still a client of ours. And, you know, we of course have gone to great lengths (laughs) to make sure that gets made up and, I'm much more communicative with my staff who track things, uh, you know, to go, okay, right. Just cause I'm taking responsibility to do this portion doesn't mean that it doesn't need to be in the same tracking systems as everything else. And right. I'm not an exception to the rules. Um, so yeah, it's a, that was a, that was, you know, just one of those mishaps that sort of comes up. Yeah. I mean, it's going to happen, I guess, you know, you, you do business for seven years, something like that's going to creep up, but um, made that mistake once and it'll never happen again. That's for sure. <laughs> we got to go to break in a few minutes, but we'd be really remiss if we didn't touch on the worst SEO horror story that I think everybody can share and everybody's had it. And that's when you are harassed, you're making up proposals, you've you got a hundred million things to do in the day and you don't research the website you're writing the proposal on thoroughly enough. And, you know, two or three months down the road, you find yourself in this never ending contract because you didn't do your research properly. <laughs> I think everybody's ended up there at least at least a dozen times. Yeah, it's a, it's a terrible place to be. And this is a big, big lesson for uh, people newer in the industry or people who are just starting to manage their own SEO businesses. Uh, like I said earlier, having all the expectations written out on the table and covered by contract, it's the same thing when you're doing your research, initially making your proposal. Make sure you, you bloody well know the parameters of the website you're proposing, you're, you're writing about or you're thinking about because there could be a whole hidden side that they expect you to be working on. And, you know, this is how client conflict gets, gets, gets caused. And the best conflict, just like the best fight, is one avoided. Definitely. You know? Okay. On that, I, I, on that, I, we got to go to break. I want to come back and um, ask the question that Melissa Falk asked earlier in um, uh, Search Engine Journal today. Are we hurting our listeners or writers by giving away SEO information? And there's, there's a reason I asked that. But before we get to that, um, we have to take a break here on Webcology. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to a live Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. From the creators of We Build Pages, experience the power of the Internet Marketing Ninja. An exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas. Mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes, link building. The Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. Visit imninjas.com. The ninjas are coming. How far do your ads reach? You don't have to fly around the world for the right consumers and clients to find your business. What you need is profit through performance. 
Location 3 Media helps you to increase your brand's findability and performance. Let Location 3 Media help you create efficient and effective online marketing campaigns that fit your needs and get you results. We know every click starts a journey. Where will your brand be on the path? Visit Location3Media.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Just getting your feet wet on the internet? Then dive into our stream, webmasterradio.fm. We're the coolest place around, webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is Thursday, the eighth of like March, and uh, <laughs> I can't believe that. And uh, I'd like to ask a quick question um, again, pulling out of the uh, out of the search engine journal today. Uh, article put up by Melissa Falk. Are we putting ourselves out of business with all these quote-unquote how-to blog posts? And that's, that's the title of the article. But what she's really getting into, and it's, as you read the article, you know what she's really getting into is she's asking the question. Given how easy it is to make a, a website, to make a WordPress site, or to uh, uh, you know, publish content on the web these days, when any of us write a 750 or 1,200-word article, we're talking about one specific facet of search marketing or search engine optimization. We might be talking about a, a technique that uh, combines a couple of facets, a couple of uh, uh, tasks or steps or improvements that an SEO might, wait, might, might make to a customer's website. But what we're not doing is publishing a how-to guide to do SEO because, let's face it, um, it would take too long. <laughs> you could <laughs> how, how how long would a how to guide to SEO be? Um, I mean, I think we've been we've been publishing one for the last like fifteen years, um, daily updating it, and often people get uh, not even a percentage of the picture. But because this technique has been written about, they think they understand SEO. Um, that is the takeaway question I got from Melissa's article today. So Dave, I want, I want to put that question out there. Um, is it possible that the, um, and, and, and relative to how things were like five, even five or six years ago, it's so much easier to publish web content now for the lay person, the person who's not a techie, not a, not a webmaster, just, you know, somebody publishing out of, out of self-interest or for their business. 
it used to be that SEOs were wizards because we actually understood how this machine works. Well, now a lot of people have a rudimentary understanding. And much like the kids drag racing at night, many people think that just because they can drive a car, they can drive a Formula One race car. Mm-hmm. And that's you know kind of how I liken the difference between SEO and just being a, you know, a guy putting up a website for his for his uh, small to medium sized business. Um, it's the difference between knowing how to drive a car and knowing how to drive a race car on a NASCAR track or a Formula One track. Um, So are we helping these amateur drivers put themselves in danger by trying to get on the NASCAR track? Yeah, well, in in some ways, I I think you could could make that argument in the half information is almost worse than the no information kind of thing, where if you empower somebody to the point where they think they know what they're doing, but they don't actually understand the full picture um you know if nothing else it will cost them time right because they'll they'll be you know plugging away at at something that that may or may not be effective i mean you you touched on a great point there which is it is a lot easier to publish content Um, it is a lot easier for you know uh, my dad to go in set himself up a website you know using wordpress templates and this and that and you know basically publish his own stuff and then you know be scratching his head a year later when he looks at his analytics and goes there's well <laughs> there's nothing to look at in my analytics um he you know have, it's he doesn't me? have to know he doesn't have to know what a paragraph tag looks like he doesn't have to know what an h1 tag looks like he doesn't he doesn't have to know how to set up the head section of his web page he doesn't have to know any of this no well and i mean that that's kind of what touches on on the big you know sort of uh, caveat that these people will be facing is you don't need to know these things well yes you do right as an seo yes you do and and this is where i think you get that that sort of catch 22 is people have this ability to, to put this content up. And, and I mean, there's many, many very popular blogs and, 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 you know, a lot of popular content that some of which even get some pretty decent search traffic um, coming from people who have lower levels of, of technical skills. They just happen to be publishing content uh, and, and using the, the social web to, to create popular websites and, you know, fair, good enough. But um, the fact is, no matter what happens, um, there's still only going to be, for, for the main competitive phrases out there that people are targeting, there's still 10 results in the top 10. Um, and so you will hit this, yeah, it's easier. Yeah, there's more competing pages. Lots of people can put stuff there. So that number of competing pages is rising. But the fact is that top 10 is still going to be plugged up with people who have that technical skill because while it may, the bar may be rising on what's, what's necessary to get there because so many people can generate content, it, it, it still makes the people with the technical know-how who are following the trends, who are understanding the connections between links and social media and different types of link building and um, you know, this, that, and the other thing, the, the, you, know, the you, the me, the, our listeners, the people who are seeking to get educated become sort of a, an elite among that group where, yep, there's more um, to be had. You know, certainly somebody who's just whipping off a blog and you know, has a rudimentary understanding of link building so they you know, get, a, get a few links in there may get some traffic. But when it comes to those phrases that people are actually focusing in on because these are the money-making phrases, it's going to be the people who know still how to eke out that fraction of a percent of a boost of every link they build or 
um, you know, how to how to diversify different on-site and link strategies and how to generate that content. It's not just about writing something up and, and hoping somebody likes what you happen to say. No, it's about targeting what kind of copy you're going to need to do, how to use the tools to figure out what kind of copy you're going to need to write, and then and then focusing in on that. So, and understanding these connections, you know, great, you did a press release. Well, that's awesome. But how do you distribute that? How do you get in front of people with it? How do you how do you actually make it news? What other activities should you be taking? Your press release went out, fantastic. So you're launching a contest. Well, great, that press release got you three people who knew it or or whatever. Now, what do you do past uh, past that? You know, the three people that happened to have followed you on Twitter because you you know created a big Twitter network. You know, good for you. But how do you actually deploy these things? And that's where people who who followed are going to have the advantage. And and it leads us back to the people who are professionals in this industry who are being paid to pay attention or webmasters or, or website owners, but who are you know the same ones that a decade ago would have been doing extremely well, who are paying attention to what's going on, um, who are keeping themselves up on on the nuances of SEO, not just, you know, hey, I read this, you know, Hedger and Davies published another 10 step series again, <laughs> you know, following this thing. Okay, that's great. I'll get you get you started. But those sort of things tend to more lead you to what questions you should ask next. Here's your groundwork. So you got 20% there. <laughs> okay, now, what are you actually trying to accomplish? And I mean, you know it, your site is different than my site is different than some bed and breakfast in, you know, Nanaimo, uh, BC here. And, you know, which is, is different than, uh, you know, somebody selling sunglasses, right? I mean, these are all very different things and you, you can't just look at a, it's, it's the reason why I hate those tools that tell you what to do. It's like, no, we're all different. <laughs> what we can mm-hmm. do with our back end is different. What we can do with our link building is different. Um, <clears throat> so having enough information to actually understand what this information means and understanding what information doesn't apply and what information is inherently wrong. Um, and that's, uh, you know, that's, that's where things can, can sort of fall apart. That's sort of one of those things that leads to, you know, one could reference uh, the article I had on Search Engine Watch last week, but it's why I'm a big fan of those sorts of lists. Personally, there's, there's some great content out there on, with, with different tips, but I prefer those types of where here's the tools now digest this and and now you know the access to the information that's important um or at least you know the ones included in those tools great now figure out how to use it or you know read other you know visit these forums or follow these people on twitter and you know ask them some questions and understand how to digest this as it relates to you not in some global scale but how does this relate to you how should you be thinking about what you're doing and and people such as as yourself have been around long enough to to have that flexibility of going, okay, but this is a bed and breakfast. Okay, so what resources can I apply here? What have I seen work in the past? And if you don't know, who can I call, right, to to do a little brainstorming with and, and, and maybe figure out something a little different than you've done before? Well, quick tip for people who, um, you know, come across a new set of tools, especially especially really powerful ones that might affect your web page on the fly, do not put foot under jackhammer. <laughs> I always wanted to see that warning. Like, um, I, I have this house in North Toronto, and uh, come summertime, I, there's this old cement pad I need dug up. And it'd be cheap, a cheap-ass gym. I'm going to try to do it myself, right? And I'd, I want to see good warning stickers on these tower tools. 
do I have? Because it's going to be rentals, right? So unless there's a warning sticker, I get to sue the bastards. (laughs) 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 And actually, it's I'm in this like wonderful house in North Toronto, and I've just made uh, the spare bedroom into my office. So this Mm -hmm. is my first show from my comfy new office. It's wonderful. I'm staring out at one of the main streets of Toronto. Beautiful, beautiful, warm Toronto today, by the way. Um, yeah, this is a great space. Um, well, thank you, sir. So, are we hurting? Okay, so what do we got to do? I, we have uh, six minutes before we got to go to break again and come back with another topic. But to prevent ourselves from hurting readers, is it our responsibility? Like, and in some way, I think it is if we're putting the information out there, you know. Um, now, I'm a Canadian, so I figure if you give somebody a loaded gun and they shoot them and they <laughs> shoot somebody else with it, it's probably your fault for giving them the gun in the first place. Um, I, I know some, some of our listeners might feel different about that. Um, but if we give people the information to hurt themselves with, are we responsible for warning them? Um, you know, that's, that's a great question. I don't <clears> – <throat> to certain degrees, I would say – it's inherent in what we're doing. Um, yeah, I mean, are you going to put a warning label on every page of search engine watch? Probably not, right? <laughs> like, you know, not, not, you know, like the disclaimer at the beginning of our show. These are our opinions, but, you know, hey, or, or of the author. Um, I do think it is our responsibility to put more information out there. I mean, if, if you are one of the, you know, People who can be trusted to have a decent opinion. You know, you're, well, there's many of them. I mean, right now off the top of my head, I'm thinking of Danny Goodwin from from Search Engine Watch. But, you know, there's, you know, Lauren Baker, Angie. I mean, there's so many of them. Um, Mm -hmm. It's their obligation to put out this information because there is so much misinformation out there that as long as we have these, these powerful websites with fantastic, knowledgeable authors that's what we need. We need this information going out there, and always, it's 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 never going to apply to every scenario. It's it's it may not be right for you. It may not even be a hundred percent accurate because nobody's perfect, right? It'll be accurate in the context that the author is thinking about it in. But as long as these people are publishing, then we're ending up with that counter information to the you know, horrible litany of, you know, hey, just do recip link building and, uh, and, and you'll be all good. That <laughs> still permeates the web, right? So you need to make, I would say it's almost our obligation to put out more of this information um, to make sure that it is overshadowing anything that may be coming in behind it from less experienced, less knowledgeable SEOs, touching on your point from earlier, because it's so easy for them to put out content these days. <laughs> but but uh, you, you really need to make sure that the, the good information is rising to the top, and it may be more our obligation to push that information, to link to that information, to push its strength up, to use social media to push that content out wider and make sure that the best is actually rising up. Um, as opposed to, you know, people like, you know, my dad who may, you know, I mean, I, I would hope he would look for my site or, you know, maybe ask me, but, um, you know, people like him to sort of go, uh, okay, you know, now I'm finding something Angie wrote or Danny wrote or, you know, um, you know, Lauren or, or whomever, um, finding some, some good quality information that may not apply to you, but at least it's good, solid advice written by people who are trying to give good, solid advice, not just trying to pump out content and, and, you know, hopefully, um, 
you know, grab a grab an extra client and 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 not do a good job for them. It's funny. You, I'm glad you mentioned um, Danny Goodwin, and I'm just trying to find the article. We have a, a couple seconds before we got to go to break. I really want to mention this because I got to say, Danny Goodwin, dude, you are a class A editor. So, so a, a couple of days ago, I guess on March the first, Miranda Miller wrote a um, an article on the the flux that's been happening in the uh, search engine ranking for the word sanatorum. Mm-hmm. Now, most people when they go to Google type in sanatorum expect to get the uh, definition that reads something close to the um, frothy mix of lube and fecal matter that is often the byproduct of anal sex. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, that's been bouncing all up and down Google rankings um, in the last couple of days. Um, understand it's recently been replaced at number one by an even filthier definition for UrbanDictionary.com. But Miranda wrote an article and she suggested that you know Google might have performed a hand job to uh, push down sanator- the definition of sanatorum. So Danny, before the article gets to, gets gets actually published. Rewrite the word hand job as manual favor. <laughs> wow. That is an editor. <laughs> like seriously. <laughs> you know, he's he's one of the few I know you've been edited, I've been edited when I produce stuff. Um, you know, kudos to Danny. He is probably the only editor that I have sent work to that when it comes out and it has been edited consistently every single time i read it and go it is better than what i produced yeah uh, yeah he is he's an outstanding editor kudos and uh, and a big hat tip to danny from uh, search engine watch on that one and this guy's got discipline because if it were you or me you know you'd have had to use the word, phrase happy ending in there somewhere right <laughs> and i would have <laughs> okay it's uh 20 to the hour we, we're kind of coming back with a 12 or so minute segment on PayPal censorship and actually a piece that you wrote, Dave, about the Bodog controversy. But mm-hmm. before we get to that, uh, we got to take a break here on Webcology. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm and we'll be back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I signed us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. 
Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Radio's Virtual Autobahn. WebmasterRadio.fm. Moving at the speed of light. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. You're the host, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. This is Jim from Digital Always Media with an amazing echo. And Dave Davies from beanstalkinc.com, Beanstalk SEO. Um... Dave, uh, we've. Are you hearing this echo on your end? I, I am. I don't know if I'm echoing, but you are. Uh, okay. Well, we're going to try to work our way through it, but just so that uh, listeners know, we have a serious sunspot issue. Okay, it's not a sunspot issue. It's a it's a Skype issue, but we're hearing an echo, so it sounds weird to us. So it might sound weird to you. So there. <sighs> so it seems that we're fighting this constant rearguard action for digital right for people's freedom, um, and for the rights of Internet users to receive legal content without um, interference from uh, corporate or governmental interests. And Dave, every week for the last few months, we've been talking about this. Mm-hmm. Today it was announced that PayPal is requesting its... Or ebook contributors, people like like Amazon.com, or Smashwords, or Bookstrand, etc., to ban books that include seen themes, including rape, bestiality, or incest. Now, rape, bestiality, and incest are off things, but writing about rape, bestiality, or incest might not be awful. It might, you know somebody's story but PayPal is telling publishers receiving payments via their payment system that they can't publish certain themed books what the hell like seriously what country is this This what reality this is the western world yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're going on, uh, on, on sort of privacy copyright kind of stuff from a different angle than we have in past weeks, for sure. Uh, 
I, you know, obviously, I, I have problems with this. I mean, you know, and there's no debating that you know these these topics themselves can can head in very uh, problematic, negative directions. And on a case by case, I might go, yeah, that one does. You know, that one shouldn't. Uh, you, know, you shouldn't be schooled, or, or or this one should. Um, at the end of the day, it comes down to who am I to say? Uh, you know, on on specific things. As long as it doesn't violate laws, and at the time you you get uh, you know a, a, a screenplay like Clockwork Orange, right? Now, <laughs> one, of the, one of the one of the great sort of legendary movies uh, couldn't be sold. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and you do hit this part where you know, some of there's been some, some great novels and, and these sort of things done. The that greatest work in English people. fiction, the greatest work, Lolita by by Nabokov. Yeah, the theme is awful, but oh, the writing is delicious. That couldn't be that, according to PayPal, couldn't be paid for using their system. Therefore, couldn't be published. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it lends to all sorts of problems. I mean, of course, it's a touchy subject and easy to pull this out because anybody justifying it. Um, you know, well, we saw this with, uh, with some of the recent uh, recent bills up here in Canada, right? Well, if if you know. He, you're, you either support the bill or, or you support pedophilia. No, I just don't want you spying on my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you do get these ones where it's the arguments. It's like what you're saying seems on the glossy surface to make perfect sense, right? You, you can't sell a publication that involves rape. You can't sell a, a publication that involves bestiality. Okay, I, I support either of these things um but yeah to, to give a blanket uh, statement like that go you know not put where do we draw the lines of content if it's a uh, you know a, a sort of self-defense manual on on many it will just i can't i'll know that wouldn't of course because is you know good for society that this get uh, but where dave, do you cut that off dave i gotta cut uh, in on you man decide. your your signal has become unintelligible um, oh. I think that uh, I Brasco's going to try to get you on the telephone, and I'm going to mention that in the chat room, Byron Donovan nailed it right on the head. I guess you can't sell the Bible via PayPal either. Um, and apparently, I'm cutting in and out too. Uh, listeners, so sorry. This is a problem with Skype. Uh, we're not sure really what we can do about it except reset the computer that's accepting our Skype signals which would probably uh, cancel the show given that we have only 10 minutes left and that's really too bad because Dave wrote a Jim, piece. Jim, yeah. let me go and do this alright? Sean uh, meant to mean Dave that's why we took Dave off as a matter of fact Dave is back now is he? Oh, I was stalling for time, too, just ragging the puck. Just well, I didn't that. want you to panic too much, because I know <laughs> Sean was saying it, and I think when you read that, it kind of sounded like... Was I panicked up an octave? I don't think I was panicked at all. <laughs> I was just having fun. Okay. <laughs> uh, Dave, we got like five to seven minutes left, and there was a piece that you put in the Beanstalk blog that I wanted to touch on, because, you know... Um, we cover that sort of thing occasionally. USA.com. And we've touched on this before, and I, I, I remember mentioning this specifically because it's something that um, webmasters in Canada and uh, North America have to be aware of. 
And I suspect it's web, something that webmasters around the world have to be aware of. If you have a .com, a .org, a .net, a .name, a .tv, or a .cc, you are subject to U.S. law, no matter where you are in the world. Correct. And that was um, proven out recently with the seizure of the extremely well-known and massively successful Canadian online gambling site, Bodoc.com. Mm-hmm. Now, online gambling, not illegal in Canada. Come to think of it, it's not illegal in Mexico, all of Europe, most of Asia. Um, it's almost anywhere in the world, but it is illegal in the United States. So, Bodog made it so that American users could only use its free services and not actually pay to gamble. Now, of course, a number of U.S. users found ways around this restriction, but, you know, it's the Internet. <laughs> you can't stop people from jailbreaking their applications, their telephones, or controls that somebody puts over their website so that they could do their very best to remain legal in the eyes of, uh, in the eyes of uh, U.S. law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, Bodog was taken offline last week, and a Department of Homeland Security landing page was inserted in its place. Mm-hmm. Dave, um, I don't know if I've covered all the issues this, uh, this piece, but you know, basically, what does this mean to international webmasters? Um, you know, I think to, to me, this is just another example um, of the inherent problems in the system. Um, you know, and, and, and some might say, and, and I, this actually occurred to me after, uh, after this post had gone up and, and maybe something I should add in, this almost <laughs> would have been a, a, a call for, um, you know, a more SOPA-esque um, uh, approach to things, as, as ironic as that may sound, and no, I'm not switching my mind on, on supporting them one way or the other. I have problems with this, but um, the idea that they can, that, that a foreign government, and be it American, be it, I don't care who it is. Um, you know, heck, I'd have a problem with it if it was the government in general, but the idea that a foreign government can impact the business, the, the core business website, especially with a .com, I mean, this is, you know, if it was .us, I, I might have a different, you, know, you knew, right, buying that domain, right? You, you knew it's inherent in your, in your TLD, but, you know, just like, you know, if you bought a .ca, you better comply with Canadian law because this is a .ca. It's very obviously under the jurisdiction of, of the nation. Um, but for this to be a Canadian company impacted and, and having their site basically seized um, by, a, by a foreign government, um, and I want to add, while trying to follow that foreign government's laws. Well, I mean, and, and, you know, this is this is where, and I mean, maybe one could argue that maybe this is one of the problems or, or one of the failings in the education level of things. You and I, when we think of a dot com, do you think of of a United States? Now you sure do. Well, yes, as a general I rule, I think of a dot com. When I think dot com, I think pretty generic. Right? This is the most generic well, of all of the TLDs you can get. It um, is, I, and it is the sorry? default uh, TLD on the web, but it's still uh, an American commercial address. And and that's the thing. And and I think that's where sort of some some problems are coming in here. Is that 
we're treating them, and rightfully so, because this is the way it's been built to be treated. It is treated as this generic thing. No, it is under American jurisdiction. This was a, a serious reminder of that. But the idea that, that a, a foreign body can affect the generic commercial website of, of, of um, a foreign agency, I, I do have some problems with that. And then you go into um, the idea of, you know, in, in a, again, I am not lending support, but to list an example, if you had a SOPA-type scenario where the U.S. government could go in and go, okay, not here, right? That, and that's it, just not on our soil. Um, well, you know, yeah, but you can't. Ironically, do that. I would actually have far less problems with that. Pardon me. That's technically impossible to guarantee that you're locking out um, a specific web page or even an entire entire domain block from your from your nation. I mean, ask oh. the government of China how hard that is. No matter how many Cisco systems routers they buy, they still can't um, deny their citizens access to the world. Oh, no, it's very true, and there will always be workarounds. But you could certainly get it to the point where, realistically, it would be almost unfinancially feasible, <laughs> right? I mean, if, if they just put up sort of a, a, you know, generalized, yes, you could get around it with proxies or this or that or the other thing, but who's going <laughs> to? I mean, you know, it's, as I'm sure that, you know, some, you'd have to hit that combination of I'm addicted to gambling and I'm highly technical. I mean, now now you've limited your target market um, <laughs> specifically. You know, so pretty pretty small, and they have to find you. So now they have to know who you are. You're not just ranking right in 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 the United States. It would just be a generalized sort of thing. It, it's going to significantly limit. I mean, you, you bring up China, great example, but these are human beings looking for not solely, but one of their missions being to to basically find information and news outside of what the Chinese government is telling them. Their motivations are much higher than, gee, I want to kill some time wasting some money on poker. Right? Well, or in that case, dude, doing. let's get let's get Viagra to them. Let's get it now. Seattle, <laughs> Viagra. We can make a mint. Um, but, I, I mean, this it's, it's a... Uh-oh. Giving credit where it's due on the U.S. side, it, uh, I think it sends a, a very, very clear message as to what can be done. Okay, and on that, we have to wrap it. Friends, listen to WebCology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Ways Media. We're going to be back next week, but we won't be back the week after that. Uh, more on that next week. Until then, stay tuned to WebmasterRadio.fm. Lots of great content coming up on the network. Have a good week. <laughs>